Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I noticed something this morning. Was it Santa and his sleigh on your roof? No. Okay. It was that whenever we start a podcast uh-huh. and then we're like, no, nah, we can't, we can't have that. And we delete it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to then be happy with the next one that we do. <laughs> Yeah. So like this is our fourth take, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> because the first one I said <laughs> He dropped an F bomb in the very beginning. And then we're like, nah, we can't start like that. And then we did another one and I was like, nah, I don't really like that one either. And then <laughs> and then the next one I just messed up. I deleted something that we were gonna talk about. Uh-huh. And here we are on take four. And we'll just start with that story. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas Eve, everybody. Hopefully, you have eggnog. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Hopefully, I still think that's you, man. Maybe I'm lying. It. I think you are. Maybe I am Santa. Every time I hear that clip at the beginning, <laughs> I hear you. The reason why I added it in there is because I thought it sounded like you. <laughs> but it sounds just like you. Maybe that's the, the miracle of Christmas. Maybe we all are Santa, if we all believe. I didn't get to watch any of the Christmas movies that I wanted to this season. And I guess that's okay. Every year is different, but do you? Like, I'm curious to hear. Like, do you have any traditions or things that help get you in the spirit, or do you just want to boycott everything? I don't like the gender of boycott, so I prefer girl cot, people cot, <laughs> people cot. I like to people cot everything. <laughs> um, now Christmas, I don't know. It's it's getting better. It's getting better for me uh, every year. Why was it bad? Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. I have several blogs that I tried to write about it. Maybe I'll talk about some of them because, what, we're two minutes in. I'm like, can we shut the podcast down right now? <laughs> this what? is a long one. This is Monday. Maybe not long. We're shooting for half an hour today. We'll see. Shoot for half an hour. People have parties to it get to. Christmas People time. have. Let's um, just be honest. Is anybody going to be listening to this on Christmas Eve? People depend on us, man. Maybe. There we are, are servants of the people. Few. Whether it's an auto download and that says that they listen to it or they actually listen to it, when I it choose comes to believe out. that people get up at two a.m. to hear our podcast. So yeah, we I need to know. do them due due, uh, due diligence. We'll be like, yeah. So you know, growing up, I had an interesting childhood, and I haven't really dove into it greatly. My you know, my dad was an alcoholic, and I'll say that, and I'll also say though that um, him and his wife just came down the other weekend, and we had celebrated Christmas together. And, uh, what the heck? I had no idea. It's awesome. Yeah, just to say hi for a couple hours, and uh, he's had a tremendous road of healing, and is, is you know is, as far as I know recovered from that and, and really bounced back. But that's great. Um, it didn't. It it was it affected my childhood. I'd be lying, and I and I want to talk about it because I know there's probably people in similar situations that have had um, a family life that maybe they thought it was great mm-hmm. growing up. But then they came to find out, like, oh, maybe it, it wasn't. Like, all my life, I thought my family was normal and we were fine. And, and honestly, as, as far as I'm concerned, it, it is what it was, you know? Yep. You know, but then later on in life, in your teenage years and things like that, you, you learn the truth and the reality of what it is actually like. It can throw you for a loop a little bit, and it can challenge you, and it can make you question the memories you had. And after a while, like, all these Christmas memories I had when I was, was younger, they've kind of, like... Like, what do they even mean? Like, hmm. so, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, it takes a lot to work through. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm finally getting through that and understanding what, and then, and then trying to figure out like, what is, what is Christmas? It's just a holiday. Like, it's just this thing that we celebrate once a year and give presents to each other. And what is it even about? 
Well, that's if you're non-religious, you know, but if you're religious, it's obviously to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't, I didn't even compile my list of all of the other holidays that actually are Christmas and that Christmas that we celebrate today isn't even like high on the list, mm. <laughs> you know, which is a topic for another discussion, but there's so many other holidays celebrated now too, like Hanukkah. Well, yeah. One of them. Like what about this Krampus, this Christmas Krampus guy? Like, well, that's the, the anti-Santa. He, he, is it? Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Is it an actual thing? It's a folklore. Oh, okay. It's a. It's pretty much a, the Santa who goes after all the naughty boys and girls and drags them down to Good. hell. Essentially, they deserve it. <laughs> Jeez. No. Um. I think. I mean, obviously, Christmas so. is very commercialized, and it's yeah. become something that is way blown out of proportion, as well as every other holiday in America. Um. I think the spirit of Christmas is what people love so much, and I know people love Thanksgiving, maybe even more so because it's the same. The same camaraderie and the same commu- communion and family time and friends, but without all the fanfare and fluff. <laughs> but you can't help but deny this. The there's movies about it. There's you know the coziness of Christmas. I think people just latch onto that, and I think that's why it is what it is. Yeah, but what about the day after Christmas? How do you feel the day after Christmas? just depends on the type of person you are i i usually have very hard christmases <laughs> yeah i have a hard time enjoying them personally i enjoy the build-up way more than i enjoy the day yes i think everybody enjoys the build-up to christmas and then the day after christmas you're like oh that's it historically are over for me christmas eve is i enjoy way more because christmas eve was the day where there's anticipation and we had a Christmas Eve service where everyone would light candles and stuff like that. And it looked really pretty. Then I'd go to my cousin's house. We'd all have food and hang out and exchange some gifts and like play games. And everyone is like out of 10. Everyone's out of 10. And then it's very hard to live up to this thing that you build in your head. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, yeah. Why do we build it up? Why do we build up the day so much? Like this Hanukkah got it right with like how many days of... <laughs> Presents and parties do they have? Like eight know. or nine or ten or whatever. Tell me your best present you ever got and the worst present you ever got. Oh, gosh. And if you don't know, I will tell you mine so you have time to think. Well, if you have it off the top of your head. I do. Goodness gracious, then just say yours. Okay. But I'm not going to pay attention to it. Well, All right. You don't no, have to. I'll, I'll try to pay attention to yours while I'm thinking Dude, about it. Dude, it's mine. so bad. I have a few good ones. So, so whenever ahead. I was touring, um, <laughs> my mom... My parents have been so supportive. They've always, always, always been there. They've always, um, you know, wanted to help me out, and they've championed what I do. And I was, uh, I was touring a lot at this time in my life, and it was Christmas, and I always feel awful asking for things because I just, I feel so awful. But my parents thrive off of giving, and so this Christmas in particular, I was like, Mom, I don't want anything. Just like, if you, if you're gonna get me something, please just give me money because I don't. You know, I, I, it feels awkward right. to me. So anyway, she gives me this present. I open it up, and I'm like, "What? what is this? It was a freaking satchel, a deer-skinned water satchel, like a sack that, that cowboys would wear like on their <laughs> hip. And she's like, yeah, it's for the road. Like, whenever this you go is, out and travel. This is the worst present ever? I mean, that was pretty bad, dude. It was a deerskin sack. And I was like, Mom, you know they have water bottles, Your right? Deer sack. Yeah. She, I was like, Mom, they have cup holders in cars that fit water bottles. Like, whenever I play shows, there's 
I can set a water bottle. Does she know this is the worst present ever. Oh, I've told she her. listens to our podcast. I've I've, <laughs> I've told so many people the story and I've, in front of her because I want her to know that this was ridiculous. She's like, yeah, but I saw it and I thought it was so funny. And like, you could just have it around your shoulder. I'm like, when am I ever gonna have a satchel of deer skin filled water? Like, you know what I'm saying? Water filled, yeah, water filled deer skin. And uh, either way, so that was insane. <clears throat> but I got like, I've gotten. Um, a guitar for christmas which was amazing so yeah dude me too and that I mean, that's like the bee's knees because you have because one it's a big box to open two it's expensive and you know the value in it and three you can spend the rest of your christmas just playing on that thing it's like the gift that keeps on giving so guitar so i have like a top three okay i'm gonna go to was that your best one the guitar probably yeah okay so i have a top three best ones okay i would say that there's there's two memorable ones i think it was like every year in like the sixth grade everybody got a brand new bike for christmas like my neighbors did it for some reason i don't know if it was scheduled or if it was just that way um or my neighbors the neighbors we had um brooke and ryan they both got new bikes when they were in sixth grade and Mm -hmm. my sister got a new bike when she was in sixth grade i got a new bike when i was in sixth grade i got a diamondback outlook oh those are um, cool i was in sixth grade i remember that yep i remember that bike i had that bike for a long time and i gave it to a friend um even when that bike was like like 10 or 12 years old i still was able to give it to a friend who needed a bike um but then I got that guitar up there, that 1999 American Standard Fender Strat. So there, nice. Um, that I realized, like, you know, I'm always like, man, it's like an antique now. It's almost 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Missing a freaking knob. <laughs> but I'm like, how do I get a knob? Maybe I could, f- I bet I could find, could yellowed, find yellowed knobs because it, it's starting to turn a little yellow. But anyway, like, that was a guitar I got. I think it was 1999 where um, my buddy Lauren went to Ray's Music House with my dad to pick it out, I guess. And... I don't think Lauren had a Les Paul yet at the time. And Les Pauls were all the rage. Mm. And I can't help but think he influenced my dad to get me a Strat instead of a Les Paul. Because why would you you not want a Les Paul? I know he didn't really do that. It's a very nice guitar. I still have it. Um, Those are just the little stories you play with in your head. But I, Mm. I think those are all great. And I appreciate the help that he gave my dad for picking out a guitar. Um, because I also think too, like the Les Pauls were probably two times more expensive. Oh, they and, were. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could probably pick up that American Strat for five or six hundred bucks, but you're talking a Gibson Les Paul back in 1999. You're talking a thousand, eleven hundred bucks. So that was probably more the case than anything. And we both ended up with Les Pauls anyway. And Lauren had a shit ton more guitars than I did anyway. So <laughs> um, probably though, my very best present. Well, you've seen the one, my tattoo mm-hmm. inside my right elbow. Um, got to get my nail back. Uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law, Brian, I think it was two, two or three years ago, gave me a gift certificate to a local tattoo shop. And then not only did he give me a gift card, he um, drew a um, design for me. Hmm. And uh, he knew I was really interested in, like, I'm an INFJ by heart personality type. So there's a problem. I don't just like to put a bandaid on the problem. I want to figure out, well, what caused the problem? Mm -hmm. Why did it happen in the first place? And let's not let it happen again. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I was really, that I'm, I still am is it's basically called break the cycle Mm -hmm. of whether it's poverty, whether it's fatherlessness, whether whatever it is, like trying to be there and be a presence in people's lives for whatever. 
So he drew this circle of it's like a little man and there's like six different segments in a circle. Mm -hmm. And then there's a little man on the inside and he's pushing one of them out. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically the symbol for break the cycle. Yeah, I like that. Um, And he drew and it's custom and I had the tattoo done like within a week or two and, and I still really appreciate that thoughtfulness of him taking the time to think about like what's something meaningful to me and it fits really nice right inside my elbow hurt like a mother there though you know mm-hmm. so you didn't have to bleep that one out. <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, but as far as like the worst present like i think the i think the worst present i wanted to get all philosophical here for a moment oh boy the worst present <clears throat> is the present not given hmm. i don't know where that land i just said that i don't think it means anything but like the worst present is the one that like uh, of course, sometimes the best present could be the present that's not given. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like yours is definitely pretty. I mean, mine's a. Silly. I mean, it's still a present. So you think you like that? But that present itself, that story, right? Like that's a story you guys are going to laugh about. Well, that's together. what I mean. Like so, like uh, yeah, and and there was and there was heart behind it. She wasn't right. she wasn't being like mean or yeah, you know. Whatever. And I know you don't. I know you don't think like your no. mom's an awful person. No, like, but like it was just so outrageous. Yeah, so like oh my gosh, like what? But you're able to laugh and share that story for years and years, which is to a come. gift in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. I think maybe the worst present is the one that you make the worst present. It's very true. It's your yeah, outlook on it. A good one. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, or I, there really aren't any worst presents because you can always turn that around and be like, it'd be, it would be fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I have a hard time. I have a hard time thinking about gifts for people. Well, that's the thing is I, um, I'm an awful gift receiver because I find I have such a hard time with the consumer culture, just consumers in general, just consuming. Yeah, I, I have such a hard time with that. I want I th- I think that's not where you find happiness. It's like we talked about. I think it was in the midweek thoughts where you have to have some give and take. There needs to be reciprocal interaction. And I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, we can give our parents gifts and we can give our friends gifts who give us stuff, and that's fine. But I don't think the joy is in receiving. I think the joy is in the giving. Mm-hmm. And um. I find a you know there there was a Christmas where I remember I I was telling my mom like please like stop stop giving us stuff like you you mm-hmm. do so much for my brother and I like you bend over backwards to make our family you know like to to give us what we have and all this stuff and I was like just please like just take take this season off and I remember I can't remember what exactly led to it but she was like crying and she was very upset. And she was, I saw like in that moment how much joy she got. Like she works so hard and she works hard to give. Like that's the point of her making money is so she can give to people. Mm -hmm. And if she can't give, well then you're kind of like slapping them in the face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, what the heck? Like that's why I do, that's why I work so hard is to to give you things. And you're not appreciative of these things. And it made me realize like, holy, holy shit. Part of, yeah, part of receiving a gift is a gift to give back to that person. Mm-hmm. It's part of the experience. I, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, when people ask like, what can I get you? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I'm 36 years old. If I want something, I'm just going to go get just it. Just go buy it. Yeah. Right. So like, if, if you really want to buy me something, you got to think long and hard and be creative or right. whatever. I'm not going to, you know, cause I'm also too, a little bit picky about the things that I, that's, that I my, want, that's my you know? thing too. Like, don't, I'm not going to give you a certain thing to go buy or whatever. 
Um, because if there's a specific thing, I've already gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can think of a few times where people have thought and bought me something that I really, you know, that that I did hmm. like. Um, but yeah, my father-in-law is a he just loves gift giving. Like mm-hmm. he goes berserk at is it berserk or berserk? Berserk, berserk, Ber- berserk. whatever. Ah, whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, he just loves getting gifts, clothes, toys for the kids, everything, and like, like okay, that's that's fine. Like. I, I guess, but I struggle with the whole receiving gifts, like to be like, like if, especially if it's something that like I wouldn't buy for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I, so for a couple of years, a couple of years for Christmas, when we would go to Haiti, I would go to Haiti like the day or two after Christmas and I'd spend like a week there. I would tell people like, whatever you were going to buy me for Christmas, don't, but use that money for my trip. Well, that's a cool which thing. Was, which was helpful because then it gave them an opportunity to get me something that I would want. And I found twofold. They still bought me stuff. Nice. <laughs> and gave money for the trip. Well, the cool, the one, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but Facebook, they have this thing now for your birthday. You can start uh, fundraising for right. a campaign. Yeah. And instead of giving me a gift, throw some money towards this camp. I think that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. That's totally, that's totally exactly where my brain thinks. It's like, instead of wasting money on a gadget for me, Mm-hmm. Why not put that money towards like a fund for something or whatever? Yeah, unless it's like a ball hair trimmer. Ball hair trimmer. Do you have a problem with that? No, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I steering away from gifts for a second for for people yeah. for people who find themselves alone. Let, let's just talk. Let's tr- so tr- when you open up your deer sack this Christmas, everybody, like, <laughs> thank you so much. I love this gift. It's going to make memories for years and years to come be great i should have kept that deer sack i should have kept it so anyways that's kind of that's kind of gifts like i said i I struggle with receiving them sometimes just like you but i realize that that's part of the gift you give to somebody else too is just allowing them to express themselves because i do like when i do get in the christmas gift shopping i I do kind of enjoy it i try to just go around the store think like you know what this thing reminds me of that person and i'm just gonna get it for them i mean let's let's narrow it down really quick what's the point of working hard for money what what's let let's just dive down this really quick what's what's the point of working really hard for money what's the point of working hard for money well spend it exactly period spend it yes that's the whether point now or later or spend it on stuff you already bought with a credit card <laughs> but that's the thing like if you if you really narrow it down the whole point of us working so hard to make money is to spend it there's people who hoard money but then they die with that large sum and then it goes to someone else who guess what they spend it mm-hmm. so and and what would you spend money on? Well, you think about your priorities in your life, your family, your friends, your necessities. So this is the perfect time to bless the people in your life with all the fruits of your labor. So that's why I don't really think it's all that bad to be giving at this. You know what I mean? Right. This, I don't think it's all that bad. Yep. If it brings you joy to buy people gifts, then have at it. Right. So... um Going away from gifts, though, people who find themselves alone on holidays, do you have any advice for people like that? Do you have anything to say? Like, as far as, I'm just curious. Go to a bar? Go to a bar. There's always people at the bar. Yeah. 
Oh, it's tough. I, I don't know. that. I know there's a lot of people that have lost loved ones, and this might be their first Christmas without that person. Mm-hmm. Whether Maybe they've been in a long-term relationship, and they broke up, and this is their first Christmas after that breakup, or just something different. Maybe your family, there was a divorce in the family, and now you've got multiple. I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of what we do every year. It's been doing it for 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have dinner with, you know, wife's side of the family, dad's side of the family, then the other side of the family. Then you, hit, then you go to lunch one day with this family, all go to this, breakfast. And that's fine, but like, it, you know, but we still have a family to go to, but there's some people that just, all alone on Christmas. <laughs> I think it I is. I, th- I think it is what you make it. So mm-hmm. I think I think if you do have friends and family, consider yourself blessed that you have that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that if you don't have that, you're screwed. I think no. that it's literally perspective. Just a fucking holiday. <laughs> it's just a. I mean, Fuck it, Christmas. <laughs> well, why are you saying that? I'm curious I'm now. Trying to help the people feel better. Okay. <laughs> Christmas well, is the shittiest <laughs> holiday ever. So you know what? You are not missing anything. You're not missing I out. Promise. You're better off. Not giving a shit about this commercial holiday. Like, Lowe's already took their Christmas stuff down already. It ain't even Christmas yet. And they oh. took their Christmas stuff down. Oh, wow. That's funny. Well, I don't know if that's the advice I'd give to someone who's alone. But, uh, yeah, I I think that you can find uh, Maybe joy. Maybe I have a blog that's fitting. You can find joy within yourself. You can find joy... Um, there's plenty of... Yeah, to be, being thankful for yourself. Finding the things... And yourself that you're happy about this year and the, your personal growth and all of these things are, are gifts in itself. So just because you don't have that network, you don't have a physical present doesn't mean that it's not a Christmas worth celebrating, which completely goes against what John was saying. But let's talk about Santa. What age were you when you realized Santa didn't exist? I think we talked about this briefly. I, I was, I was young when I figured it out. Um, and I remember, being confused as to like well why why would you lie about that you know what i mean like it's i i don't know i i I think it's twisted personally to tell your kids that this whole thing because then if you tell your kids this whole narrative that santa is real and your and your kids are at that age where they're trusting everything you say you eat your veggies you do this you'd be in bed by nine o'clock santa's real you you know you start saying all these truths to them and then all of a sudden okay by the way Santa's not real. It's like, well, then how can I trust anything you say if what you're, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, thankfully I can trust my parents now. I don't think it was like permanent damage, but I do think it messes with kids. So, yeah, I don't, I'm going to say I disagree. I used to think I'm not going to tell my kids about Santa because I did. I thought the same things that you just thought Mm -hmm. that they don't need to know. It's not a real thing. I was a jerk. Like, Mm. why would I do that? Because I forgot what it's like to be a kid at Christmas, mm-hmm. right? It's fun to it's fun to believe in Santa. Like mm-hmm. it's fun to believe in Santa, and this is a good. Time. This is actually really good. It's fun to believe in Santa because this anticipation, this looking forward to this, somewhere I think in the back of a child's mind, they know mm-hmm. every house, every night, <laughs> even with the time zones. Even he eats all really, the cookies. Yeah, all the cookies. <laughs> I think they they know that there's a little bit of fantasy there. Um, and when we think about all 
all of the other lies we tell our kids, all of the other lies that we're told that we don't, some we know they're lies, some we don't even realize they're lies. Some lies we tell our kids just to get them to stop thinking about the thing that's bothering them. We just right. make up some kind of a story to kind of shift their minds. Parents do that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about like the joy of Christmas from a child perspective and just like thinking that Santa was coming in the, you know, overnight and they wake up in the morning and, mm-hmm. you know, that excitement, Christmas Eve, like of all the lies, that's like the most least harmful harmful <laughs> lie ever. I never once, never once looked back on that lie and lost trust in my in my family. Well, and that's what I mean. You know, like you know, that, it, it's never it it didn't hinder my relationship with my parents right. at all. I'm just simply making the observation. I, I just find it very odd at the, at that age when you're trying to get your kids to trust you. You're also telling them, but but you're right. Yeah. It, it, but it also encourages them to imagine. It encourages mm-hmm. them to like. It encourages them to have like this, um, and when they finally learn, giving spirit, like they get it, right? Like, oh, that's kind of, I should have known that. You know, <laughs> my my neighbors would even their dad would even go up on the roof and stomp around a little bit. Oh wow! Yeah, it's just it's it's creative, right? It's imaginary. You know, it's just part of the it's part of the season. I mean, we watch movies that are fake all the time. Totally. And we watch TV shows that are fake all the time. Well, I think the problem is they aren't claiming to be real. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that almost, you watch it enough and you start to think <laughs> that like maybe it is, you know? Like you watch movies like Love Actually. Have you ever seen that one? No. It's a great Christmas movie. You should mm. totally watch that movie. Actually, you should. That's your homework, Tim. Watch that movie. <laughs> I don't want homework. Christmas. Um, it's a great movie. You'll love it. Um, but it's called Love Actually, and there's all kinds of stories in that movie. Some of them are feel-good stories. Some of them aren't so much. But, like, that shit doesn't happen in real life. Well, like, it, it just doesn't right. happen that way. Like, it might you might share similar thoughts and stuff. But anyway, back to Santa. Well, then, like, I wrote that blog that I was going to, like, I didn't really care if my kids knew or didn't know about Santa. But then, mm-hmm. like, three days later, I was like, you know what? Like, I watched my son with his friends. Like, this was, like, about two years ago. And they were talking about Santa and this sheer confusion on his face when they were talking about Santa and everything. And I was like, what have I done? Like he can't even enjoy this moment of Santa with his friends because Mm. he doesn't know if he's true or not, you know? And, and I was just like, you know what? We can play this game for a while, you know? And even this year, my son's seven, my daughter's almost five. It's asking about Santa the movie Polar Express, mm. as cheesy as the animation is, as cheesy as the movie is, like we were walking into Carnes the other day and my son had a bell. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. He yeah. had a bell and he's like, if I ever meet Santa, I want a sleigh bell off of his sleigh. And if you hear it, you don't believe. But if I hear it, I'll still believe. Hmm. And like the Polar Express is, is a really great movie. Um, another really great Christmas movie that, like I said, it's the animation is really kind of creepy, but yeah. So right now, like I'm, I'm not going to make it a big deal. Like if well, they believe, great. If they don't, whatever. I think the problem with Santa now is the religious folk, <laughs> the people who say it's taking away from the true meaning of Christmas and it's just distracting people from what Christmas is actually about, which is uh, Jesus and Jesus's birth. When really Jesus probably wasn't. About, even- you want to talk about lies. Well, we'll talk about that lie. Well, what I'm saying is like Jesus. <laughs> I said that. Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. You know what I mean? Like people, he wasn't even white. <laughs> yeah, he, people picked a day, and so I, I just find it. Christians hijacked this holiday hijacked. to make it about Jesus, when in reality it has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. There, I said that. I'll be controversial. Yeah. If you want to learn more about my opinion on that, you feel free to listen to future podcasts or past podcasts. We'll talk about it. Yeah. 
So I think that's where the big Santa controversy is. And I think what it all boils down to is if you treat people like people, treat people how you'd want to be treated on this day, it's a good day to pause life, mm-hmm. to reflect on the year, to give to those around you, to be of service, to not consume, but to give. And um, I wish we could play this song on the podcast because this sums up what you're talking about. It is Future of Forestry. Oh, I, oh, I remember this song. Future of Forestry on Advent, one of their Advent Christmas ones with the red triangle on the front. I don't know what it's called, but they have a song called The Earth Stood Still. I think this is one of my wife and son's favorite Christmas songs. A teenage girl and her soon-to-be, a simple trip as far as they could see. The sky was clear and the hour serene, but did they know what the night would bring? Lonely hearts strung across the land, they've been waiting long for a healing hand. My heart was there and I felt the chill when love came down and the earth stood still. Shepherds stirred under starry skies, tasting grace that would change their lives. The angels trembled and the demons did too, for they knew very well what pure grace would do. The hope of the world and a baby boy. I remember him well like I was there that night. My heart was there and I felt the chill when love came down and the earth stood still. Very few lyrics to the song. Mm-hmm. But like, even though that song has religious undertones, the baby boy, the teenage girl, like mm-hmm. the story of what grace will do. And when I say grace, I mean like not just in a, from a religious sense, but just grace you can give to all people mm-hmm. because nobody's perfect. Everybody has a story. Everybody was raised a, a different way. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to just extend a moment of grace mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Last night, I mean, I was just thinking about real everyday examples of where we could show grace to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All year long, we've had um, substitute bus drivers, right? Uh-huh. For my son's bus. So, sometimes the bus is 20 minutes late. Sometimes it's seven minutes early. Mm-hmm. You know, where and when it's early in the morning, like that's tough. And then, you know, last night I'm wondering like, you know, when, you know, how, when should we go out for the bus? Is it 346, like they say, or 355 or 410, like it's been some, some nights. And if our son doesn't get off the bus because we're not there, we have to be there. Well, then he's going to ride the bus the whole way back to the school. He's going to be scared. He's going to be upset. He's not going to know what's going on. And then they'll call us. We got to meet him at the school going to be scary for us too and it's i thought last night like bear with me here if we ever weren't out there if the bus came way early Mm -hmm. and we weren't out there what i would do when i got to the school to pick up my son Hmm. and i like my initial response is like just to lose my shit (laughs) because i've called and complained about the bad bus times like multiple times Mm mm-hmm I may have had something to do with one of the substitute bus drivers being fired because he was old and he wasn't safe. And I hated doing that, but I didn't make the decision to fire him. I just shared what I saw and he ain't the bus driver anymore um, because it's the kid's uh, safety. Mm. It's top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still inconsistent. So like I really would have, this is all hypothetical in my head. I'm getting to a point. I really wanted to go in and just rip everyone a new asshole. See, this is what happens when you don't pay people enough money to drive bus. You get bus drivers who are unhappy and all this stuff. Stuff that in the moment they can't do anything about. Mm. Like, and I'm sure they've been gotten an earful all year long about bus drivers. And I'm sure they're doing everything they can at the school to try to make sure the kids are safe. And at the end of the day, guess what? They're safe. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, no, John, 
if that happened, what would make the biggest impact is picking them up and saying, is there anything I can do to help out? Mm-hmm. Saying, I'm really grateful that you guys have a plan in place that if a kid forgets to get off the bus, they have a safe place to come back to while they're waiting. Mm-hmm. And thank them for the hard work that they're trying to do, knowing that the people at the school have nothing to do with the buses other than hiring out the bus transportation service. Mm-hmm. And extending some grace. Mm-hmm. How amazing do you think those people at that school would feel knowing a parent comes in and doesn't rip them a new one? Yeah. Like that they actually get credit for doing the things that they are doing. Like all mm-hmm. of those other good things they do for your child mm-hmm. go noticed. And this one little tiny thing, it's almost like we're all waiting for that one moment to just blow up. Yeah. And to just, just, let these things out. And I think those moments where you can show some grace and be like, you know what? I don't know what your life is like. Even though you acted that way, tell me more. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be offended at that. I don't need to be upset about that. Sure, it was a little inconvenience, but me being so upset about it this isn't going to fix anything. It doesn't do anyone any, any favors, that's for sure. <laughs> and just extending a little grace there. Yeah. Like that to me is grace. That was a long story. It was probably a lot more dramatic in my head and in my own personal experience than it was for anybody else listening to it. But this is our podcast and I have a (laughs) microphone. (laughs) Yeah. So my sister said last week that when you said something about my place in this world, before I started singing My Place in This World by Michael W. Smith, she she was already singing it in her head. You were to find yourself underneath mistletoe with anybody in in the world. Mm hmm. Who would it be? Living or dead? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Yeah. You go first. My wife. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> I don't know. It's a tough question. I know. I didn't expect you to answer, but that would be a fun one. Uh, this, this has been a weird year. I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the spirit, whatever the spirit means. Um, I'm trying to enjoy the process of getting to Christmas and not... Because, you know, when you're a kid, you build up that day so much, and it rarely ever lives up to the hype. Thankfully, no one's working on Christmas this year, so everyone's going to be together. Do you know what the cool part is, though? Hmm. You don't have to be excited about Christmas. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a certain way. Right. Here's the thing for being alone on Christmas. If you feel like there's expectations of things you have to be like, this joyous attitude, you don't have to have any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just one day of the year. Right. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas, you don't have to. Like that's that's the thing that I want everybody to know. Like that if you're just not feeling it, that's okay. To answer your mistletoe question, I'm excited. I would want to be underneath with my future wife. That's my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever she is, I'm waiting for you under this mistletoe. Um, But but yeah, that like however you're feeling this Christmas. This is one year out of however many years of Christmases in your life. Right. If this one just, you're not feeling it, that's okay. Right. Just do your best. Yeah, do your best. You know, do your best, you know, and and that your best is good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's expecting, if anybody's expecting you to be a certain way, I'm giving you permission right there. If you, if you show up to a family gathering and they're like, oh, cheer up, buttercup, <laughs> you just tell them to fuck the heck right off, okay? Unless you, it's your grandma or grandpa. Then. I don't even care if it's your grandma or grandpa, <laughs> okay? Whatever language they would use to show really emotion, you use that same language, okay? Um, You're darn tootin'. Yep. So you just be however you need to be this year and nobody should expect anything else. And try to enjoy it the best you can. 
hey, you know what? Those holiday cookies will not make you feel good. I don't care what you think. You just stay away. Just don't, don't. That's a slippery slope. It is. And it start is. going to the gym now. Just don't wait for the New Year's start re- uh, resolution. Start yeah. doing stuff now. Yeah, you that's can my do that advice too. Um, Gosh, yeah, New Year's. New Year's is coming up. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all that the resolution oh, stuff yeah. later. But tomorrow, everybody. This this is a, okay. Real quick, this is a thing that I do on Christmas. I I, I want to encourage people to do this. Yeah, what's well, Christmas tradition? Um, we get up super early still, just because why not? You know, you, I I try to soak the most of I can the most I can of Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But this is what I want to encourage people to do. My brother and I, whenever smartphones and internet became a thing, we started a rule where on Christmas Day we aren't getting on social media, we aren't getting on Facebook, we're not even looking. Oh, yeah. Like like yeah, we'll text That's our love, we'll text our friends. But we aren't watching, we aren't, we aren't consuming things outside of our bubble that day. Yeah. So my bubble is my immediate friends, my immediate That's family. That's a really good idea. But like, literally, I am not posting. I'm not even looking at stuff. Yeah. Don't and, post and that, your shit on Christmas. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that day is like the sacred day where we spend as much time as we can all in the same room. I mean, again, this this beca- my family gets along very well. Your family may be a nightmare. So I'm not saying you need to He's talking about y'all, not mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for my family, thankfully we do enjoy each other's company. So st- stay off technology that day. Just stay off it. Post your stuff mm-hmm. the next You can take photos, sure. Just don't be to stay away from mm-hmm. it. That's actually Tim's opinion and we'll learn more about that on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Tim, I think that is a great idea um, yeah to stay present yes stay present. present that's good with those in your vicinity yeah and not get caught up in what other people are doing or what other people's perceptions of you are mm-hmm. uh, on christmas day but yeah. just just stay present with those around you i think that's probably one of the best christmas presents you can <laughs> give to everybody it's the truth and it feels so good because that day you clearly feel a shift because you're like, you know, we're so used to consuming social media and browsing and just scrolling mm-hmm. that you feel different that day because you're not doing those same things. It feels like that day stands alone in time. Yeah. And it becomes more special. So, you know, it is nice that break. I think that's good advice for any time of year that some days just take a, a, a social media fast. Mm hmm. Uh, I know when we would go to Haiti, we'd be out of service. I mean, there's there's cell phone service in Haiti. There's there's Wi-Fi and stuff there, but like we would just make a, a conscious effort to leave the phones there. Mm-hmm. Not we're not communicating back home with family. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, after that week, mm-hmm. you just feel better. Like it feels wrong to get on Facebook. Yeah, you're just like, wait, I just went through a week without any of this. Mm-hmm. Now eventually, it always kind of creeps back. Um, but it's an interesting feeling that I think people should experience just giving that up for a day or two days or three days. Mm-hmm. Heck, why don't you give it up all the way to New Year's? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Christmas Christmas memories. I still, I still uh, Christmas Eve services, um, a good candlelight, silent night, holy night. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That still kind of moves me a little bit. The reason why it moves me to this day is because of community, period. It's because mm-hmm. all of us are all coming together as one. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Like that's what's so moving about it. Yeah. Um, you know what though? My um, visions of the silent night, holy night song came crashing down. Obviously it's all about the first night with the child, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. being that night. But anybody that's had a child knows the song's full of shit. Cause when you have a newborn baby that first night, it ain't silent. <laughs> it not at all. 
I don't care if you're Jesus or not. He's still a baby. Everybody, thanks for all your comments on our podcast. We're really grateful for all of you. And hopefully you're spending time doing things you love today and tomorrow. And Take care. See you, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.